0: colline with you on Pop worldwide from prx
1: and i'm dj kicks in melbourne australia
0: <laughs> that's right you might have thought that we were heading to ethiopia but not quite we took the wrong subway just kidding this is Gimasha Shakardi by the melbourne band black jesus experience
2: Black Jesus, you know. We're not really a religious person, you know. Like, we're not that kind of a group. But why not? Everything is possible. Who knows? You know? So I like, I love the sound of it and sound good. It's beautiful.
0: That's Enushu, the lead singer of the band Black Jesus Experience. Well, we'll hear more from her and others in this edition of Pop Worldwide, Africa in Melbourne with my co-host, DJ Kicks. Thanks, Josh.
1: That's right. I'll be your guide, introducing you to some of Melbourne's best African acts, from traditional to jazz fusion, hip-hop and South Sudanese rock. There's a reason why Melbourne is said to be Australia's music and cultural capital. <laughs>
0: And I'm Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide. Right now, you're hearing Mascaram Setaba by Mulatu Astadke and Black Jesus Experience, taken from their latest album, To Know Without Knowing.
1: Jesus Experience, or BJX, is a 12-piece band renowned for its funky fusions of jazz, hip-hop, and traditional Ethiopian music. The band members themselves also reflect a cultural mix of Ethiopian, Australian, and Zimbabwean backgrounds.
3: the red, big monk The fire is evident. Get them up, high code Represent. Uh, live of a brethren. Digital Africa, open the aperture. Front in the back of the club, come mash it up. Future roots in the building. sound by Mr. Monk up in it. Wait up, hold up, wait just a minute. All the hands, we came to kill it. Mobs in the dance, I'm catching the feeling. Uh, Independent and living and rip that syntax kids back with another rap and fashions and fads keep it classic in hand sand, shit, tantric, the man is the mister with the gift of the gab fly by kinetic your rap is synthetic I leave it powdered like a waterman and fetish Soul like Aztec Sexual triple magic Mr. Mocha Banna, fire up chalice. Fire synergy, for the chalice, vibe with synergy, now high rates of energy put the book for chat ones, man make me calm and make us some sukasa, we hot never grammar, I rock and that boom Mozambique, Brazil, all cool One love Africa. fuck a on from the moon, out 2, VJX, live on the rep From the north to the south, from the east to the west Concorrect, champion sound, on one test, yes!
1: up with lead singer Enushu to find out more about BJX and her life in Melbourne.
2: My house name is Enushu, which is everybody called me. I'm born in Addis, in Ethiopia. Came here in 1996, but before that I was in Egypt and
4: um, yeah.
1: Of Melbourne Very empty, very quiet, you know. With, uh,
2: you know, Africa's like people's everywhere and your neighbours and your families. And I mean, you know, it's just the entire of the city is, is always with people. But here it was a very, I mean, you know, now 24 years ago, when I look back, it's better these days. But when I was arriving here, one, there is no any Africans that you will see regular and two, the city is so very quiet and empty and it feels a bit ghost town, to be honest. So I was a bit shocked. Yeah, it was, it was a quite a, a strange place because you don't really see people look like you. That was my biggest shock. Even I heard that there is the native people here as black people but I couldn't meet them or see them for a long, long time. But at the same time I keep myself with uh, singing and cooking and cleaning the house that, uh, that keeps me a little bit alive, I would say. The last 20 years More Africans coming, you know, migrant people and other European people, I would say, also. Yeah, more people coming from all over the place, I would say. So it's more crowded and more. A lot of cars you see, a lot of people in the street. It's, It's quite good. It's much,
1: much better. As Inushu settled into Melbourne, a chance encounter with Peter, a founding member of BJX and also now Inushu's husband, Sparked the beginning of a professional music journey.
2: I was sharing a, a house with another Australian guy who played guitar, and he's a friend of a Peter. And um, so Peter, he comes around our house, and they are doing whatever they're doing. And I don't really speak the English. I don't really understand those days. Um, so I just keep singing at the back. You know, I would be in the kitchen or in the backyard. And they hear me and they really do uh, encourage me. And then, uh, then Peter, he invited me to the studio they were recording. And I heard myself that day and I just go, oh, OK, I can sing. You know, like, mm, Not bad, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs>
2: It's like almost improvising you know what I'm doing. So it could be that Sunday what I feel or what that gig what I was going through. you know it can be happy, it can be saddest things here you know.
1: The song was Lee Jay from the album To Know Without Knowing. I asked about one of my personal favorites from the same album, a song called Kulun Mankweleshi.
2: direct when we translate it, it would be how beautiful the, the girl she is it's a wedding song it's a family a wedding song and in my house my grandmothers, both of them they do sing that song and it's just stay in my head so it's like how beautiful the woman she is even without makeup you know it's like she looks like she's got a makeup on and you know cool it's like the pencil on Eyes. and my daughter and my sister, they did the back singing part of it and my sister, they know the same as me, so we just help and we teach my daughter a little bit and she did a really good job. So it's a, it's a wedding song.
4: He's hot for the
1: culture is ever present in the music and at an Ethiopian restaurant that she and husband Peter own. It's aptly called The Horn. You can catch the band performing there on most Sunday evenings and treat yourself to a traditional Ethiopian meal. It's a vibe.
2: I want to keep the culture. I want to have my culture. I can't live without it. Like I said, when I arrived, it was quite empty and it took me so long to find friend or you know, family or little community. So I was still struggling even when I had a a child, I was still struggling by the the loneliness and the empty part of this world. So uh, maybe I might feel better, I might do something if I just keep smelling the food, feeding people, talking to them about where I came from. You know, I can learn the language more and I can show to my kids also, you know, this is how I grow up, this is what I've been eating, you know, so we found a small place and we started, you know, so we're very, we're very lucky, I'm very lucky, more than him I think I'm very lucky that I uh, still live with my culture and share the culture with other people so that it makes me to do more and I'm happy, and my brain is happy, you know, my body is happy and it's just something I can heal myself with and somebody I would like to share with as well, you know?
0: Sounds fantastic. Now on to Melbourne's airwaves.
1: Yes. If you want to listen to African music on the radio in Melbourne, you can tune in to PBS 106.7 FM, a community radio station where I host a program called the Afro Turn Up. It's a show about contemporary African music. So that's all your ama, piano, Afro house, Afro beats and Afro pop. You can also listen to another show called Flight 106.7 to Africa, presented by Stani Goma. Stani always starts his show with Salif Keita's Africa.
5: I'm from Brazzaville. I was born in the place called Point Noir and uh, grew up. Uh, Point Noir is on the coast and then I uh, came to Brazzaville as you know there are two countries called Congo, there's the DRC Congo and Brazzaville Congo and so I grew up in the, the Brazzaville side of Congo and um, yeah I came to Melbourne in 89 and uh, yeah the first impression there was in terms of African music and African content on radio or TV there was not much but the interesting thing was that the community was so small that you pretty much got to know what seemed to be everybody at the time, you know, by face or by name. So back in '89, yeah, there were a few gigs, a few bands, and um, but not a lot by way of you know radio programs. Um, that was kind of fully dedicated to music that came from Africa. In my early days, actually. When I started on PBS, I was on a reggae program, which is quite interesting. We were playing a little bit of African music and obviously African reggae, uh, Alpha Blondie, Lucky Dubé, that kind of music at the time, but it was predominantly a reggae program. So my initial involvement at PBS was filling in on a reggae program or being a assistant with the reggae program and then over time, of course, I um, got my own program and then decided that no, African music is really what was my heartbeat, my interest. And so, yeah, that's how it started, really. It was also back in the sort of anti-apartheid struggle and, and there were demonstrations and a lot of interest in what was happening in South Africa at the time. And so much so that in Australia, in certain sections of the Australian community, there was a genuine interest in seeing that there is a change in South Africa. And so, at least for South African music, particularly, you know, the music that people like Huma Sekela, Miramukeva, Lady Smith, Black Mambanzo were playing, that kind of music already had a, a following here.
1: That was the late Lucky Dube from South Africa with House of Exile. Now 30 years on, Stani's show is the longest-running radio program dedicated to African music in Australia. How does he keep his content fresh?
5: The way I tend to approach it, I suppose, is that I don't just look for what's really doing well, so to speak. I'm open to whatever I can lay my hands on. And so, for example, I get music from Uganda and very often, even in Africa itself, it's not music that is really well-known and very popular, but I make space for it because it provides an opportunity for people to discover music from um, that part of the continent. More recently, I've sort of been discovering more music from Botswana as well, Angola. But I'm also very keen to explore some of the oldest styles as well. So, for example, I still find the music of someone like Thomas Mufumo very fascinating. Even though it's not music from now, it's music that carries a certain cultural content of a certain era. It's an important part of African history and African culture. I look for whatever music that speaks of Africa To Africans, predominantly first of all, and to the rest of the world, whether it's of today or projecting into the future. So I don't necessarily limit myself any time to a period. I look for whatever speaks of Africa.
1: This is Banile by MATE. That's the Melbourne African Traditional Ensemble. Stanley is the founding director of the group.
5: It did occur to me that it would make a lot of sense at one stage, even when we have enough African musicians, particularly those that play traditional instruments, to come together and play music of the various African music traditions or the various African instruments together as Africans just to share that experience of an Ethiopian musician playing with a South African musician, you know, having the Mira alongside the Kora or the Masenko or the Balafon, that kind of idea that brought traditional African instruments to share and learn together and try and compose music together, as opposed to always trying to bring an African instrument into a Western music context or a Western music concept. So that was the aim is to really bring people together and experience Pan-Africanism in music in a country that is far away from home, but we have that opportunity here. It's the kind of conversations that we need to have as Africans, the kind of cultural experiences that we need to be engaging in because we're not just people that engage with western culture we should be having that lateral and african conversation a conversation that will interest many others around the world but it's predominantly how do we express ourselves in a way that tells our story in our own voice and it doesn't mean that when our story is told by others it has no
0: value no that has value as well but that should not replace us telling our own story and here is Famba by MATE, the Melbourne African Traditional Ensemble.
1: So, who are the listeners of Stanley's show?
5: Melbourne, as you know, is quite a diverse, multicultural city, very cosmopolitan. So broadly speaking, I would say members of the African community, young and old, people who have lived or worked or traveled in Africa, and people that generally have an interest in music that comes from other parts of the world. Some people actually use the program to introduce their own children, particularly those of African background, as a way of connecting with African culture in the hope that it would in some way at least make them feel part of it, so to speak, really, because they're growing up away from the continent and this is just something that gives them that instant connection with Africa. So it's African music presented by an African voice. So for kids growing up here, it's important to experience that, to experience the culture. Not from the perspective of somebody who has a passing interest in it, but somebody who lives it, feels it, and it's deeply part of you. We don't even examine it. It's just who we are because we grew up in Africa. We're born and bred in Africa. And so as a result, it's part of our makeup. Whereas for someone growing up here, sadly, this is something that we do see from time to time. It is sometimes even a rejection of that. We don't want to be that for a period of time and then as you grow up you think well maybe there is something in this that I need to explore and some of them do in the end explore it uh, look into it and find a way to connect with it but there are a few that really prefer not to know that side of their culture because it's not very well painted in mainstream media and so my view is that if I can do it in a very positive way that can make them feel that you know it's pretty cool it's all right. (laughs) it's fine there is a certain perspective that is very positive and very happening that they can connect
6: with
1: It's something that I often think about. I grew up in Zimbabwe, surrounded by my language and culture. Sometimes I wonder what it would have been like growing up here, not having those cultural references around me. How does one reconcile their African heritage when they didn't grow up on the continent?
0: Hmm, that's up next. As well as a little hip-hop, and South Sudanese Rock in today's program, Africa in Melbourne. Remember, you can visit our website, afropop.org, for a filmed live performance of Mate and a music video by BJX. I'm Georges Collinet. I'm DJ Kicks. And you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX.
7: When, when the book is, closed, the book on is me, closed on me, I just want the pages, to look, pages like to look like, like I, feel. I feel. All he need to do is just keep doing what he's yeah. doing. What he yeah. That's it. Stop worrying about it. Oh, it ain't the tempo, it ain't the nothing. Who cares? Do it. Connect. That's it. Yeah, yeah, hey, I wear a double XL. Because I do it real big. Hey, I wear a double XL. I do it real, real big, ayy, I wear a double XL, chill, cause I do it real big, ayy, I wear a double XL, I do it, yeah I'm trying to make every record I write in Magnum Opus I'm creating, paying no attention to stats and quotas I'm doing me and people still want to snap a photo My
8: name is Jerry Vinya. I, I make flutter. music under the name Ijale and yeah, a producer, vocalist, performer sound designer, DJ anything that has to do with sound I pretty much try and do it
7: I'm feeling good, kinda like I can't fail I'm eating your brown rice with a kale I'm chasing cream song fresh, never AM. Hey, this year,
1: Jerry or Ijale was picked as one of it, the best emerging pan. Australian artists in Ticketmaster's pan. new for I'm 2021 right list.
8: I was born in Melbourne. My parents emigrated here in 1987. My, my dad came here for a degree in computational engineering, and my three elder siblings were all born in Nigeria, and I was the only one of my siblings who was born here But we quickly moved to Sydney when I was like three And that was where I grew up for a major portion of my life Until I was, I don't know, maybe like 20, 24, 25,
7: something like that I wear a double X cause I do it real big I wear a double X
1: I asked Jerry how he relates to his African roots as a first-generation Nigerian-Australian.
8: That's definitely a, a journey that I started more consciously pretty recently and I'm still on right now. But when I was younger, I was really sheltered in terms of celebrating that side of myself because. I didn't really know a lot of African people who weren't in my family. It was me, my brothers, my parents, and then my cousins who lived down the road who were literally like blood related to me. And outside of that, except for the people who I played in soccer and I would see them every so often, I didn't really know any other black people. And people in my neighborhood didn't know any other people except for us. So it became easier to assimilate rather than to assert that side of my culture. And, you know, my dad and my mom were too busy working to answer those questions for me. I feel like that's a huge thing that now that I'm talking to a lot of people who experience, who had similar experience to me I'm um, growing up, is that they didn't know how to ask these questions or open up to their family because I think we were all quite focused on just like surviving. So that was a big part of it. And then when I um, got a little bit older and I started to more explicitly seek out those things is when I realized that I kind of wasn't really being true to myself or I was just using crutches that made me socially acceptable to find a place um, in the social circles that I was in at the time, rather than just be who I was authentically.
1: So how did Jerry get into making music?
8: I'd always been into music during high school and stuff. I'd play in bands with with friends. But when I first started to use like Fruity Loops, for example, and I realized that I could do everything from top to bottom. And I don't know, something about being able to do everything myself just made me really fall in love with the thing. So I spent like a year and a half just in my room, just teaching myself how to do it, watching all of these um, YouTube clips of bedroom producers and producers that I love now, just making music whilst like pressing a bunch of buttons and turning a bunch of faders and stuff. And it just looked so cool and it sounded amazing. So I wanted to, basically wanted to be Flying Lotus. And so I learnt everything I could about production. I bought a a MIDI controller that was pretty much exactly what um, he used to use back then. And I listened to a lot of alternate electronic kind of stuff. So, I learned how to make beats by trying to emulate all of the people that I really liked. He was on the Brain Feeder records and all of the stuff that was coming out of LA at the time in, in like 2006 to 2010, and which was a really good way to learn production because it was really technically complicated, I think, that type of music.
1: And then, after a move from Sydney to Melbourne, in 2017, Jerry came out with his debut single, Heretics. You're now hearing the instrumental in the background.
8: When I was first making that song, Heretics, I was definitely listening to a lot of Fela Kuti and Tony Allen, a lot of highlife music from, from Nigeria and Ghana, and also just a lot of different, more unknown bands that I really had to trawl for on the internet. Like, there's this really amazing psych band from Nigeria from the 70s, from the 60s or 70s called Witch. And I just liked how you could so clearly hear the connection to African-American sounds and stylings. So the influence between those two parts of the diaspora was really interesting to me. So I think that was like the first try at me trying to figure out what I wanted to incorporate that would really personify me as a person.
6: Hi, you have reached 1-800-USA. If your call is urgent, please press 1. And if you're finding yourself feeling a little more chill, please hold and one of our microaggression specialists will be with you shortly.
1: After releasing a series of singles over three years, Jerry dropped his debut EP, Wildly Disparate I'm Sounds, in 2020. The EP was well received, especially the track Hotlines, which is about some of the microaggressions that he's faced.
7: But see, the reason I'm at late at night is cause might out here getting it. But I'm just walking home, I am not scoping out your residence, I'm threatening it. With no other weapon but my melanin, sediment, remember when I'm coming through your premises. Zack swinging like I'm saying, I got hella gifts. And when you step up in the room, you like an elephant. So I you haters, you can miss me with that rhetoric. You really think you haven't sent you hella? Kid. Eyes up to the heavens, ignoring stop signs. Huh? Blowing my credit on my core hotlines. I never said this before, but today I got time. You gon' regret out of me when I finally got mine. It's, hey, and why you looking at me cock eyed and watching my stock ride? Right? It's how we do it here on my side. I stick and move, I keep it clockwise. I'm stacking these knots high. It's how we move here on my side.
6: Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. We got you, man. It's, okay. it's gonna be okay, baby. It's all good. Just breathe. Okay, what happened?
4: what happened, honey? You okay, baby?
6: Was it on the
1: train?
4: Yeah, the eleven. I know what you
6: mean. It was, mm. was it at work? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, the same girl from work. Child, sit down. Are you sitting? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Hmm, microaggressions. Well, the issues surrounding migration and identity are quite complex. Nonetheless, there's still a lot to celebrate and a real sense of optimism for the future.
1: Absolutely, Josh. And Adja Kwai, a South Sudanese singer and migration activist in Melbourne, has a lot to say on the matter in her most recent album, Let Me Grow My Wings. Here's the album title track, performed in English and Dinka. also includes a message of encouragement for the South Sudanese community in Australia in her song, No One Like You. She sings about how education is the key to creating opportunity and building a new home. ¶¶
6: And I got your button, babe. And I got your button, You know really really <laughs> the panda, the panda, i will be bad, but I got up a bad, but I'm alone. You didn't bother, you didn't bother, I didn't get it, you win. Within the bother, within the banda, I didn't get a you win. I get a nigga taking away.
1: No conversation about African musicians in Melbourne would be complete without mentioning a Zambian Australian MC who's taken the country by storm.
9: God that is finest, wonder why after my primis, never underestimate your highest, strip the melanin galaxies fine its But I better pressure on the spirit at the highest. Do it I will, do it, I will. If they don't mean, me, then you betcha I will. If they don't mean me, then you betcha I will. Better big up below for the better I chill. Flo- And get the feet. Let them go the, 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 the world is. How the half how the world is. Nah, they don't know. Me. They do know, know. They can't they, they, flex, they, flex, they, flex. Know they can't They 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 can They 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 me. Huh.
0: This is. OMG by Sampa the Great from the album The Return which won several awards including Best Hip-Hop Release, Best Female Artist and Best Independent Release at the 2020 Australian Recording Industry Association or ARIA Music Awards and I tell you I am a huge fan Oh my gosh oh my gosh. It's
9: a
1: Here, Sampa's featured on Angelique Kijo's newest album release called Mother Nature and Tony Allen's posthumous album, There Is No End. Let's get into one of those tracks. It's called Stumbling Down by Tony Allen, featuring Sampa the Great.
9: i face, wanna see my space, I know I'm eliminated by race, age I wanna see my face, I wanna see the corner on my face, not the face, face, rage And I'm large and in charge, brave I'm come far, I've been hard, pain I got heart, I got bars, rain, I got heart, I got bars I know I'm in the corner, I know I'm falling over, looking at my shoulder eh? I never I should've told you, I know I'm falling over, don't cross over eh? Always tryna take my pride, always tryna change my mind Never yeah, wanna see me shine, always wanna see my grind yeah. I not you please close the door But you know We we'll break up I don't make the same, shit the same she not the same I don't make the same, shit the same she be not the same I don't make the same, shit the same she be not the same I don't make the same I'm yeah, no, stumbling, stumbling down. I know I'm in the corner I know I'm falling over Looking at my shoulder, I know I should have told you, I know I'm falling over, I know I'm cross over yeah. Always trying to take my pride Wanna try change my mind Never wanna change my mind Let's just hear me cry Disposed the whole body You really see us for the thing that you owe Go, please, close the door Watch your heart and know we won't break up Undoves for hinges Why you wanna search for who you are? Why you always trying to find a better vision, better than the loss? Why you always bring up the cost? Why you never realize vision always brings i <laughs>
1: was not available for an interview this time around, but we hope to catch up with her at another time. In the meantime, here's what Stani Goma from earlier on had to say.
5: Quite a lot of them come up in the time that I've been here and I've been particularly excited and very grateful for the rise of Sampa the Great. That has been phenomenal and she has reached a level in terms of recognition and acceptance beyond what any other African artists that I've seen in this country achieve. So she's right up there. It's wonderful. And the great news is that in almost every Australian main city, whether it's Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, or even in Canberra, there are up-and-coming young African artists who are really going places. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited about the future of African musicians.
1: Musicians like Jerry Agbinya, also known as Ijale, from early on in the program. Here he is again.
8: Compared to 2016 to now, yeah, the scene has definitely changed. I think. There are so many different collectives and groups of artists at the moment who are doing really, really great stuff and who less afraid, it feels like, I think people are making really authentic music now, whereas I think before you had the one or two or three acts or groups or bands who were out in the forefront of that expression. But now I think in terms of where Melbourne is sitting now, I think it like earns the title of the music capital, especially in terms of people of color and the diverse level of creation that we've got going on here. It's it's amazing here.
1: And you can look out for Ijale's new mixtape coming out later this year. Well, we've come to the end of this week's program. I hope you enjoyed exploring Africa in Melbourne with me, DJ Kicks. I'll sign off the way I normally do on my own show by saying thank you for listening. Sana And until next time, keep well.
0: Well, thank you, DJ Kicks, for the help with this program. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. And from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. And don't forget to visit afropop.org for a music video collage of the artists we featured today. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by DJ Kicks in Melbourne. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including radio programs and our Afropop Close-Up Podcast Series. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by GC at the Syncopated Lair in Washington, D.C. Banning Air and CC Smith edit our website, Afropop.org. Our director of new media is Mukwai Wabisi And I'm Georges Collinet. <laughs>